Hello and welcome back to All Villa No Filler. It's been a long summer, but the crippling angst of watching England is soon to be replaced by the crippling angst of watching Aston Villa Football Club. And the most anxiety-inducing story swirling around Villa Park at the moment is, of course, the future of our Alice Band-wearing talisman, Jack Grealish. So this is a special episode where we discuss where we think Super Jack will end up. Will he stay or will he go? So joining me as ever to talk about the destiny of our club captain is Frankie Maguire. Uh, Frankie, Grealish side, it's been it's been a while. How have you been? Uh, I've been, not been too bad, thank you. It's been a good summer. The the Euros were um, just electrifying. I think in the end, Italy were probably the best team uh, there. Probably deserved it right from the moment. Andre Bocelli sang Ness and Dorma. Um, but, you know, absolutely gutted for, uh, for England. But, um, you know... Um, Tyrone Mings did himself a lot of favours, did really well in the games he played. And uh, Super Jack, the man, he uh, became even more of a superstar. It felt that he really caught the national consciousness, I think. Um, and all the interviews he did, he came off really well and quite grounded. So um, I think it was a, another step in the evolution of Super Jack as a, as a superstar, really. Yeah, he seems to have become a bit more of a national icon rather than just a Villa icon. I mean, I know, you know, you might argue that he didn't get as many minutes as certainly we would have liked to have seen him yeah. play. Um, but I think I think generally a lot of England fans, from what I was gathering, uh, were quite disappointed that he, he didn't get on the pitch uh, really that much to have as, as much of an impact as we know that he's capable of. Became a bit of a housewife's favourite, I thought. Um, <laughs> Mrs. Grealish. <laughs> Mrs. Grealish, sixty-nine in the crowd. Um, Incredible. Yeah, that was uh, that was an interesting moment. That was um, a Man United shirt as well. Like, I what? know it was all it, it was all over the place. It was all <laughs> over the place. But it's um, but you know, it's not Man United that he's been strongly, strongly, strongly linked with. Yeah. It's uh, it's their neighbours on the other side of the city, uh, Man City. Um, it's been confirmed that a. Bit of a hundred million pounds has has come in. Mm. Um, so as of today, which is the first of August, twenty twenty one, it's already <laughs> felt like a bit. I, I mean, this whole saga has really aged, aged me. It feels like it's been going on a lot longer than a few days. But yeah. um, how how are you currently feeling? Um, my initial feeling of seeing the bid come in on Friday, hundred million quid, was uh, the Simon and Garfunkel song. Hello, darkness, my old friend, just staring blankly into the distance, unable to react to anything. Um, absolute devastation. Um, shock as well. I didn't think City would go to 100 million quid. Um, I thought Man City needed to prioritise a striker. Um, Harry Kane makes total sense when you consider that Sergio Aguero is gone. And quite frankly, I'm not, 100% certain what it is that they need from Grealish when I look at their team. Obviously, I think Grealish can improve any team in the world, so that's not to do him down at all. But it just doesn't feel like he's a player that they absolutely need in the way that they really do need someone like a, a Harland, Erling Haaland or a Harry Kane. Um, and the point is, Harry Kane has made it very clear he wants to leave um, Tottenham. Obviously, Daniel Levy is not the easiest guy to deal with and it will cost a, a, a huge amount of money for a guy who's 28 years old. And, you know, let's let's not kill ourselves. He's had a couple of injury problems as well. Mm. Um, but, 
quite a bit of rage as well. Um, enraged <laughs> that Man City could attempt to leave the Premier League two months ago, that they attempted to leave the Europe Champions League and form their own league with a number of other clubs, paid no consequences. And two months later, they're attempting to buy Jack Grealish, a lifelong fan of a club that where he is an icon, has a unique special connection with the supporters. Um, it's very rare you get players like that. Um, you know, he's me, he's you, he's every single person listening to this podcast. Um, he's grew up on the halt and he's it, it, and and he's gone on to be to do things already that will be remembered forever. But there's so much more to come. Um, that's the point. I think we've finally reached a stage now, after years of decline, um, that we uh, look like we're, we're on the brink of something really special. We have the best youth team in the country, um, arguably the world. I mean, it's that's how good it is. Um, number of those guys are going to make it. We've got a first team that's really good. Um, we've got the best keeper in the world, I would argue, Emmy Martinez. I mean, would, would mm. after the Copper America, would you take anyone over him? I wouldn't. This, we've brought in Leon Bailey for thirty million, who we'll mention, and we'll bring in more as well. Villa are on the brink of something really special. We have owners who are serious, who have won, um, just won the NBA title with Wes Edens. Um, you know, so I think it, what what's particularly enraging as well is that like Man City, they got taken over by an oil state, Abu Dhabi, right? 2008, they decide to target Everton and Aston Villa. So let's bring in Jelly and Lescott. They bring in um, James Milner, Gareth Barry, you know, and it knocks us sideways. And Villa, that was when the downward spiral began. It wasn't solely Man City's fault, but it was part of what led to our decline. And then a couple of years later, they decide, right, we're going to have Fabian Delph, um, who they didn't really need, but they took him anyway. And then <laughs> five years later, here we are um, with the man who has. He, he, to be quite frank, is like a quasi-folk hero for Villa. It, to think they're just going to go, when it is 100 million quid, we'll have him. I, it, it's, it's just, it, it is enraging. Um, and I don't think there's any other player that could make me feel this way, really, at the thought of a bid coming in as Jack Grealish, because he's just such a special player for, for our club at a, at, a, at a moment where it feels like things are on the up. Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with many of those sentiments. I mean, I certainly think that um, it feels very similar to how we used to be treated by Man United back in the kind of mid-90s where the likes of uh, you know, Dwight York and Mark Bosnich, two of our extremely uh, talented, gifted players who, who had the ability to take us to that next level, uh, were taken by the club who were just that little bit um, sort of better than us at the time, had more, had more financial clout. You know, we had um, Doug Ellis as, as, as chairman at the time, and he was notorious for being a bit perhaps frugal with his with his with his cash. And um, yeah, it's 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 disappointing the timing of it. You mentioned that we are in a position now where we are aiming targeting, um, you know, Europe. You know, whether that be uh, the Europa League or the Champions League. Fingers crossed. I mean, the likes of uh, the likes of uh, Leon Bailey and, and Emmy Buentia joining us. They re they really are statement signings. Mm. They're classy players, um, and as you say, Watkins as a as a as a focal point is someone who's going to just you know benefit hugely from players like that around around him. And just imagine if we can supplement Buendia, um and Bailey 
and Watkins with a Jack Grealish at 10 or on the left or, yeah. you know, whatever, whatever position he wants to play, frankly. Um, it's, it's a frightening prospect for other, for other uh, clubs in the league, to be honest. I think if I was, if I was a, a team like, you know, United or Spurs, I'd be looking at Villa at the moment and thinking, you know, they could be breathing down our necks this season or the next if they keep yeah. going the way they're going. Um, so, so yeah, it feels like, you know, Man City have, have started, decided to step in like United did back in the day and have targeted our best player to essentially put their foot on our, our heads and uh, stop us from um, competing again. And it, and it does it does kind of feel like it did when, uh, you know, when, when you walk left, it does feel how it felt when Lerner decided not to uh, pursue his ambitions with Villa and we ended up selling Milner and Barry to, to, to Man City as well. So, um, yeah, I, I hate to see history repeat itself, but that's that's kind of the way it feels at the moment, doesn't it? Hmm. Well, I mean, the, I talked about sort of feeling a sense of rage and that was largely due to, you know, the, the Super League stuff um, and the lack of consequences, really. But I think what I feel now as well is just a sense of kind of sadness because, you know, as I mentioned, you know, Jack Grealish does have a unique connection to Aston Villa in a way that, you know, I mean, all I can compare it to is something like Gerard to Liverpool. And do you remember when he handed in his transfer request and the, the kind of visceral feeling Liverpool fans had about that and he reversed it. And I have that sense of kind of visceral feeling about like Grealish going, because we've been here before, as you mentioned, with Dwight York. And this feels like that, but like on an even greater scale mm. um yeah. you know all the pictures of jack is in his villa shirt as a kid and you know the, he, do, he does love the club and you know i'm never gonna ever turn on Grealish. like i just i can't um after you know what he's done for us but i just feel a great sense of sadness at the thought that you know we are on the brink of something here, we are constantly growing and getting better and better. And he has an opportunity to be the man who leads us finally back up where we belong. Um, you know, I really believe the medals can come at the Villa. And, you know, people would have laughed at you if you said Tottenham Hotspur were going to be a regular top four team and get into the Champions mm. League final. And they did it. You know, Atletico Madrid as well, the same thing. People yeah. would have laughed at you for that. And they, they, they won La Liga twice. have been in two Champions League finals. Aston Villa have to stop thinking that we're a team who can't be that because we can and we have the everything in place now to do it. You know, we hear this phrase all the time that, you know, Alex Ferguson um, looked at Liverpool and said, I'm going to knock them off the ref in perch. Why can't Villa look up north at the Manchester clubs and Liverpool and think of all the players that have ever gone up there from where we are and say, do you know what? We're going to knock you off your effing perch. It's about time that we stepped up. Um, why don't we think like that? Why don't we believe in ourselves like that? You know, I, and if Jack Grealish can stay, if we can convince him to stay, um, and I think there's a lot that, to work with here that to, to make him stay, um, what a moment that would be. What a sliding doors moment that could be. He, that, what, what better... What, why could he cement his legend more than the man who did that, who turned that yeah. down finally and said, we're going to knock them off their perch. That's what we're going to do. And that, and so it began. It, I mean, it would be a huge statement, wouldn't it? Uh, yeah. If Monday or any point next week, we see a little tweet come up from the official account that Grulish has decided to, uh, to stay at the club, sign a new contract and oh, 
I'm straight in a night. Two, 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 two fingers to Man City. Oh, I'll be joining you. I'll be straight there. Ordering shots Sweet. all around for a thousand people. My life savings gone. Sweet Sprinting out the back the door. Absolutely. Sprinting out the back door, hoping no one sees her. I can't pay. I'm running. <laughs> but that's you know, yeah, it would be it would be a moment of genuine kind of I don't know, maybe euphoria is a bit much, but I, I would I would be over the moon with that. I'd be absolutely thrilled. And um, obviously. The vast, vast majority of well, every Villa fan would be would be just as happy. Um, you know, I think it was was it Totti that said, obviously a, another kind of one club man who said that you know one one Scudetto with um, with Roma is worth ten at any other club. And I, mm. I hope that Grealish feels the same way. I, I'm sure that Grealish would have seen what happened with Fabian Delph. The whole kind of you know he, he, was he going, was he not? That saga dragged on for such a long time. Then Delph committed to Villa. I was at the game mm. when they announced he'd committed to. To Villa and there was a huge roar around the stadium and we felt like okay well you know here we go we, we, we're kind of we're kind of again giving two fingers to the to the top four and then literally within days he was spotted going into um, <laughs> yeah, trading ground. Oh. within days it was yeah. just an unbelievable incident and <laughs> it, really, it just I mean it's phenomenal and 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 you know the kind of audacity to do something like that and Grealish would have been obviously what in the, in the youth team just sort of coming through it must have yeah. been just before his his loan move to Notts County it would have been around that time anyway yeah. he would have been watching that as a Villa fan thinking what the hell is he doing mm. and um you know I'm not I, I'm, you know in no way am I comparing Grealish's, Grealish's situation to Delph's because Delph's Delph did a did a complete U-turn and and mm. committed and then uncommitted Grealish would never do that you know he'll do, he'll make his decision and then he'll stick by it whatever whatever that may may be um but yeah, as I said, if, if he does if he does decide to commit, stick with us. And you know, as we've been saying, that the signings we've been making, the 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 noises we've been, we've been making in the transfer market, the players we've been after. I mean, we're, we're acting like a top club. We're spending yeah. money like a top club. Yeah. So if you're Jack Grealish, why why leave now? He's had plenty of opportunity in the past when we were at our weakest. You know, mm. we were down in the championship. We had a terrible squad. You know awful managers and you know um Di Matteo and the like um you know Bruce Bruce had his moments obviously as well and 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 he stuck with us he stuck with us then got us back up now we're we're, we're making the moves that he wants us to make as a Villa fan so why leave now I think the time again we go back to the timing the timing of this all is is really strange I I, I you know I, I, I find the whole thing quite quite um yeah bizarre really what what I would say to to Jack is like, you know, they will never love you like we do. They will never love you like we do. The city fans, they just they just won't. You 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 have such a unique bond with Villa at a time when we are finally on the up and have everything in place to to get to the very highest level. Um, and you know, let's let's theorize that you know he goes to City. And let's imagine there's an injury, right? Or there's a shin problem or whatever, and he's out for two mm-hmm. months. You know, let's imagine that happens. What are City going to do? How patient is Pep Guardiola going to be, really? Well, I'll tell you what City will do. They'll just go and buy a player for 80 million quid. Yeah. Someone else. And they'll bring him in. And do you think the City fans are going to be there, like, counting down the days when Super Jack's back, like, like the Villa do? I mean, okay, fair enough. People might laugh at us for that. But the reason we do that for Jack is because, like, we love the guy so much, not because not yeah. just because he's so brilliant as a player, yeah. such a world-class talent, but also because he, 
He's one of us. I keep saying it. He is one of us. He's me. He's you. He's every Villa fan listening to this podcast. He's every single one of us on the whole 10. If he wasn't a player, he'd be on the whole 10 cheering on whoever was in the Villa team at this point in time. You know, he he just has such a unique connection to this club in a way that, in, in, a, in an emotive way that no one else can uh, that very few players ever have had with their club, I would say. Like, you know, we talk of Totti at Roma, Gerard at Liverpool. That's that's what it is. And um, this is a massive opportunity for Aston Villa now. And it's a huge opportunity for Grealish um, to stay with Villa and lead us on. I get the appeal of going to play for Pep Guardiola. I get the appeal of playing with, you know, De Bruyne and, you know, seeing a Champions League final where you see Mason Mount. Um, Foden and to be quite frank players who aren't as good as Grealish in the Champions League final I, I, I can understand that's probably not something he really wants to be seeing as a pro so you have to think of it in that way but at the same time believe in the projects believe in Aston Villa you love this club I can't I don't no one wants to see you coming back in a light blue shirt no one does um Villa can think of Atletico Madrid, think of Tottenham, think of those clubs that people laughed at for years and said they could never get to a Champions League final. Well, guess what? They did. And Aston Villa can, I truly believe this. People are laughing at me for saying this. I don't care. Villa have to have the ambition that we can do that as well. And we have everything in place to make that a reality in the next few years. You, you mentioned a few points about the appeal of Man City. If I can, if I can play sort of devil's advocate for a moment and look at it from kind of, his perspective um, in terms of why he would want to make the move. You know, Man City have been a dominant force in, in certainly in English football for, for uh, well, 15, 15 years now, 10 years. Yeah. Um, they play, you know, excellent football. They have uh, talent you know, <laughs> across the board. You could argue that, that, that you know, the, the players they have in reserve could, could finish in the top four. You know, their B team could finish in the top four. Um, obviously, they every year they'll win at least something. You know, FA Cup, Premier League. They're obviously targeting the, the Champions League now, which I'm sure they'll win at some point. You know, Grealish could be thinking to himself, you know, I'm good enough to hmm. uh, get into that team. I'm good enough to, to get Man City that, that Champions League title. I'm good enough to play in that final. Um He'll be paid vast amounts of money. He will be on by Villa too, but perhaps more by Man City. Um, you know, a, a player's career, we always talk about this, a player's career is short. You want to look back on it and look at things you've won. Yeah. Will, if he decides to stay at Villa, will he, will he regret it when his career is over? You talk about players like Shiro and stuff, you know, elite level players who never won anything. Um, will, he, will he regret not making the move if he decides to stay? Uh, I think that's a fair point. And I think if we're absolute, if it, in reality, we, we don't know. Um, I, I dare say, I think Aston Villa really genuinely are a club on the up, even if Grealish goes. And uh, in a few years' time, I think we will have won stuff. Uh, I really believe that. And even if he's there or not. And can you imagine the regret he'll feel if he sees Villa winning stuff? Um, you know, uh, it, but can but can we do that without it? Can we yeah. do what? Yes, I I think it, I think it will be a big psychological blow to the it players yeah. around him who will see him go. Do you know what I mean? I think it yeah. will be a huge blow. 
and that's that's my worry um amongst everything else that that they will not only have an effect effect just not having jack there as an individual hmm. but yeah the psychological effect it'll have on his teammates um because they'll think well that's it then do you know what I mean? Mm. It's it, it. They could very easily fall into that mindset. Yeah, I mean, it does. It, I mean, you could argue it would set a precedent because then it's like you know, let's say Ollie Watkins, who, as I said before, I believe is going to have a great season, scores thirty this year or whatever. Well, you know, scores twenty, let's say this season, um, and uh, you know, next year, let's imagine Man United think, do you know what? We need a striker. Edinson Cavani is a bit older now. Um, oh, who's available? And I look at Ollie Watkins and go, hmm, here's, here's 100 million quid for him or here's 80 million or whatever. And he's, Villa then looked like a club. It's like he couldn't hold on to Grealish, um, although he did for quite a long time. Um, I, I do have concerns that that could set a precedent. Um, but I do have enough faith going by what the owners have done in the last few years. Um you know, uh, and their their track record with Wes Edens in the NBA, that we are a serious proposition, and that okay, it would suck and it would heart be heartbreaking, devastating for Jack to go, particularly just up there to City. But you know, I still think there's enough maturity around the club um, these days that we could figure out a way forward. It would probably delay our progression, yes. But I still think we could figure out a way, um, and I'm uh, I'm really confident about the future of Villa at the moment. I would um, I would say you know if we went back a few years, um, a lot of our hopes were pinned on Grealish as an individual. Yes. Um, but I think but I think you're you're right. We are certainly reaching the point where, particularly if players like Wendia and Bailey Watkins with another season under his belt in the Premier League. Uh, you know, McGinn is John McGinn. You know, Douglas Luiz proved at the end of the season before last, he, he can be a quality player. That, you know, players will step up. And um, you look at, the, we talked about the academy earlier on. You know, there are, there are potentially other Jack Reelishes in, in, in that youth team. Potentially more than one, if we talk about Chuck Maker or Louis Barry. Um, particularly Louis Barry as another another homegrown Villa mm. fan. Um you know, he he might be someone who, a few years down the line, will uh, will kind of be you know fill fill a bit of a Jack Grealish hole if he decides to leave. Chuck is um, the man who's uh, he looks far ahead, doesn't he? I think, I think you can sometimes you can just tell with a player like this guy's special. Um, yeah, yeah. So I mean, we do. But we even do. If, you know, you know, even players like Philogene Dace who yeah. scored against Bristol um, yesterday could be could be someone who can come in and and, um, and perform really well you just you just don't know you just don't know I mean you, t- you talked about Harry Kane earlier he, he was a player that they obviously Tottenham had in their youth team for a while he, he, he spent god knows how many seasons out on loan at random clubs and you wouldn't have said necessarily that he was going to have the career that he's gone on to have but if uh, you know if 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 the players can can look at someone like Grealish or Kane or whatever you know youth team and and say you know we can we can reach that level I mean they've already proven that they can at their own age group winning the FA Youth Cup that they've they've got the talent it's all about application now and work mm-hmm. ethic and Grealish is like the perfect example of someone who has the, has the natural ability but also the work ethic to go with it and if you top that off with 
a love for the club that he plays for. I mean, you've just got a perfect recipe. It's it's um it's it's extremely rare to find a player like that, and we're so lucky to have him. And it's just, yeah, it's it's um it's a massive shame that we've reached this point where. And the thing he is, go. he's not just a representative of Aston Villa. It feels like he's a real representative of Birmingham. You know, people yeah, yeah, talk yeah. constantly, but you know about his accent, his uh, you know, he, he's he's just put. He's helped put this city kind of on the map, you know, in a in a way. I know that's maybe an overstatement, but you know, you see players like him and Jude Bellingham coming through. And it's been a long time since Birmingham had two players on a global stage, um, or even two celebrities on a global stage. No, you, you you're right. I mean, you talk about you know the class of '92 United. You know, yeah. you talk about all their homegrown players like Gary Neville and. You know he's so synonymous with Manchester, isn't he? Yeah. Um, and and you know players of that of that um, of that generation with that club. So yeah, I, I I completely see where you're going. I think Grealish Grealish is a player synonymous with Birmingham, and it would be weird to see him play in the sky blue. Of well, yeah, another city. But um, as I say, it's like it's with, with everything in place now at Villa. To you know, the, the overriding message has to be to Grealish. You know. Everything's there. The, the team, the, the first team's really strong. The U team's amazing. The owners are serious. The NBA championships, as I said before, Liverpool, City, United. Okay, they've been on top for 30, 40 years. It's a, that has to change one day. And now's the time. And, uh, you know, that's not a knock at the fans. I, I, I loads of friends who are fans of those clubs and they, they are great historic clubs. Um, but I just think it's time that you look at it and say, why are Villa not the same as those three? Of course we are. Um, and it's time that we believed in ourselves. And I think Jack, I really hope Jack Grealish sees that we have the finally the ability to potentially go on and do that in the next few years. Well, I don't know about you, Frankie, but I feel like a weight is lifted <laughs> off my shoulders. All it takes is just, it's, it's therapy, isn't it? This, nice therapy session. <laughs> I needed <laughs> this. I love the man I feel so great. much. He's like a son or something. Like I, I can't. It's all I can compare it to. It's like he's... you know, you know, you know, like in Lord of the Rings when uh, when worm what, is it worm tongue? Is, is he he's banished and the <laughs> and, and and the king suddenly kind of you know he's he's, he's this old man who suddenly becomes young again. I yeah. I kind of feel a bit like that. Yeah. So that's good. That that helps. Um, I tell you what. Before we wrap things up, we we, we said we'd talk about Leon Bailey and a couple of yeah. signings we've already made because we obviously haven't talked about. Villa for such a long time. Yeah. Um, we'll obviously go on to this in the when we do a season preview in the in the next few days or so. Um, but yeah, what 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 do you what do you make of the signings we made so far? Particularly looking at um, Bailey, I guess, because because he's obviously been yeah. announced that he's he's on the way. Really? Yeah. I, you know, I've done a lot of uh, I work. We both work in broadcasting, so I've done a lot of like Bundesliga highlights over the last few years. And um, to be quite honest, Leon Bailey was a player who always kind of stuck out. Anytime I watched Bayer Leverkusen, he'd, um, you know, I wasn't a regular watcher of Bayer Leverkusen, but I'd see them enough that I'd be like, Bailey was a player that you kind of took notice of. Um, you know, not not just his, his pace, but his kind of his versatility as well. He's able to get, a, you know, get around the front three or maybe play a little bit further back. Um, and, you know, let's look at the stats. Nine goals last year uh, in the Bundesliga, nine assists, um, five goals in eight in the Europa League. Um, this is an elite level talent we've signed. Like this, this feels like a step forward for Villa um, in 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 the kind of caliber of player that we can attract. Um, 
I'd, I'd argue Jack Grealish might be a part of that, which maybe gives me some hope that we may have convinced Bailey that he could play alongside Grealish. I don't know, but um, maybe if I'm being optimistic. Um, yes. But um, no, I think he's a really strong addition to a front three that also now has Buendia. Um, I mean, Buendia's assists um, again. I, I mean, as a, I think Villa are going to be one of these teams that I think neutral fans will enjoy watching next season. Yeah, um, yeah. And there's a lot, you know, that if we can sign the caliber player of, um, as, of Leon Bailey from a team like Bayer Leverkusen, I think that's very much suggestive of a team that's probably on the up now. Um, and uh, I dare say there might be one or two more really exciting names coming in as well. Yeah, it does feel that way. I mean, we we've got our head of recruitment, Robert McKenzie. He um he when he worked at Spurs, he helped bring in um Son uh from Bayer Leverkusen at the time. So if Bailey can have half that impact in the Premier League as as Son has had oh, for Spurs, wow. then um, you know, we're 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 on the way, aren't we, really? Um so yeah. I think he's my favourite non villa player in the Premier League, Son. Certainly up there. He- I, I've always, well, I've, I've always said, but I've, I've said to a lot of people, I think if he was Brazilian, he would be playing for Real Madrid. <laughs> you know, there have been there have been certain stages in his career where he's been legitimately world class. Yeah, yeah, he's been he's been a great player. So, as I say, if um, if uh, yeah, if Bailey could have that, that sort of impact, then it's going to be some you know a few incredible seasons at Villa Park. And and if you think of a front four of 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 um, Bailey Grealish. Wendy Watkins, you know, just behind them, you've got, you know, Douglas or McGinn. I mean, that's a, that's a very, very, very strong midfield and attack. Not to yeah. mention, you know, Martinez, Concer, Mings, Cash, yeah. Target. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a really, really strong potentially first 11. Isn't potentially it? Ward Prowse as well. You never know. Um, Ward Prowse, yeah, strongly linked with Ward Prowse. We've been, we've been linked with uh, Cantwell. Although, I've I've seen on a few kind of Norwich City threads that um they they valued um, Buendia much more highly than Cantwell. Yeah, they did. Buendia yeah. seems to be the, you know the one they were most loathed to to lose. Yeah. Um, I've been hearing rumours of a forty million pound bid for Cantwell, which seems a bit over the top for me personally. But I, um, I'd imagine he would be a, a probably if if the if if the disaster happened and Grealish did go and I'm you know, mm. in, I'm inconsolable and wandering down to Antarctica to calm down, um, I think Cantwell might be the player that we've apparently been linked with as as a replacement. As you say, forty million quid. I mean, he's a good player. Like, I, I do I do rate Cantwell actually, but um, forty million. <laughs> well, football prices these days just nothing seems irrational anymore, does it? <laughs> Yeah, maybe they just want another kind of Alice Band wearing replacement just to sit in that number 10 role. Yeah. <laughs> just someone who looks like Grealish to try and do some of the things he can do. Yeah. <laughs> try and console everybody at the park. Like um, in, in wrestling, when they when Diesel and Razor Ramon left for WCW <laughs> and they brought out fake Diesel and fake Razor yeah. Ramon, <laughs> forced Cantwell to dye his hair black or browsery. And his guys were like, oh, look who it is. <laughs> giving him brummy elocution lessons. <laughs> My name's Todd from Sorry, All My. Go out to Wetherspoons. Hang out in Bell Square around the fountain. Wait, where are you from, Todd? Kings Lynn. I mean, uh, not Kings Lynn. Stourbridge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah we'll, uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes.
Right, well, I think we'll, we'll wrap things up there. I feel we've, we've suitably accomplished the Jack Wheelish rant, which was always the <laughs> ambition when we started this show. So there we go. Um, yeah, as I said, we'll be back um, in the next few days to do a full uh, Aston Villa preview as the season is about to kick off. But until then, it's uh, goodbye from me and uh, goodbye from Frankie. Cheery bye. Come on, Jack, stay with us. <laughs> I'm going to go listen to Shakespeare's sister's stay, I think. <laughs> yeah.